الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما اتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم سبحانك لا علم لنا الا ما علمتنا انك انت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي دروس الشيطان respected brothers <coughs> respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home alhamdulillah a significant amount of tarikh history of makkatul mukarramah has been covered and we are in the blessed month of shaaban and awaiting the month of ramadan inshallah tonight's session of tarsa hadith will be the last session on the history of makkatul mukarramah inshallah from next week it will be uh, the month of ramadan and in the month of ramadan after salatul tarawih every day inshallah we will have a program a bayan and after fajr salah seerat of hazrat nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam in tonight's session Uh, I wish to talk on some of the masajids that are in the city of Mecca and that hold great virtue. I don't think we have covered that have the masajid. One very famous masjid in the city of Mecca is Masjid Ja'rana. Masjid Ja'rana. Masjid Ja'rana is approximately 18 miles out from the city of Mecca but it is part of the city of Mecca and it's famously known for Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam visiting that area and Abu sallallahu alaihi wasallam put on his ihram for umrah from the area of Ja'rana initially this mosque was known as Masjid Aqsa but later on Masjid Aqsa was changed to Masjid Ja'rana it is said that there is a possibility that there was a woman living in that area who looked after the masjid and that parts of the area and she was the wife of Asad bin Abdul Uzza and her name was Ja'rana and the name given to the masjid is after her Masjid Ja'rana Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam put on his ihram for Ja'rana I don't know if any of the brothers have been to Masjid Ja'rana I'm sure you have okay. when, when people go to make ziyarat and when they want to do Umrah they usually go to Masjid Tan'im or Masjid Ja'rana and Masjid Ja'rana if you put your ihram for Masjid Ja'rana it's termed as Bara Umrah Bara Umrah that's what the people say that we are going to perform a big Umrah So they go to Masjid Ja'rana and mashallah if you go to Masjid Ja'rana in the masjid there is facility to cater for thousands of people 
mashallah, facility for ghusl, shower, toilets, everything is there. The mosque is air-conditioned. Um, a lot of brothers go there and come back in the city of Makkah with the ihram and they read the rak'atain and they start the talbiyah from masjid al Now, one great virtue of masjid al-Jairana is that Absalullah has said approximately 300 prophets have come to Masjid Jairana. Makkah al Mukarramah, the Kaaba, is the first building that is standing from, the, from right the beginning of Hazrat Adam alayhi salam and even the angels that were here when the jinns were here it is the first structure, first building and all the prophets that came they made ziyarat of Khana Kaaba Absalallahu alayhi wasallam said 300 prophets came to Masjid al-Ja'irana as in that area and they wore the ihram and they came to Makkatul Mukarramah to make tawaf so it is extremely important mashallah it's of great virtue that when we go to uh, Makkatul Mukarrama, we must not miss out from these sites and uh, perform our Umrah so that we can fulfill one great Sunnah of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It is so important to have knowledge and also the right guide who knows everything. Not only uh, is he rich in Islamic history, but he is also a scholar and he takes you to all the places because there are so many places mashallah there is one place where a lot of people never go to and make ziyarat of his masjid kabasha masjid kabasha is a masjid where sayyidina ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam had taken ismail alayhi salatu wassalam and he stopped there to carry out the command of allah to mashallah sacrifice his son Ismail alayhi salam, the vision that he saw and that place is still there today mashallah, untouched it's, it's like an open area with four walls around it and masjid al-Kabasha a lot of the people, uh, the guides there don't want to take the hujjaj to masjid al-Kabasha why? because it is in a very awkward area it's near Mina but one must insist that when you go there, one must visit Masjid al-Kabasha. That is the exact spot where Jibreel Amin came down from the heavens with an animal as a substitute for Hazrat Ismail alayhi salatu wassalam. So Masjid al-Kabasha is one masjid that we must make ziyarat of. Also Masjid Abu Bakr in the city of Mecca. Masjid Abu Bakr. Uh, was the house of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an. It is said that in this house, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala an had um, reserved a separate room in which he would worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all night. And that is full of barakat. MashaAllah. And today a beautiful masjid is standing on that spot. It is also said that when Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went uh, for his migration, when the command of Hijrat came, Absalallahu alayhi wa sallam first went to visit Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq in his house, and this is the same house where the masjid is standing today. 
So this is the first station, the first platform from where Absalom started his hijrat. So Masjid Abu Bakr, Masjid Qabasha, and Masjid Jinn. Masjid Jinn ka bhi to naam suna hoga Have you seen Masjid Jinn? Masjid Jinn again is a masjid that one should visit. It is said that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam was performing his salah in that part of the masjid. And a group of jinns came and they heard Huzur alayhi salatu was salam recite the Quran. And this is in Surah Jinn. Kul uhiya ilayya annahu stama'a nafaru min al-jinn faqalu inna sami'na Quranan ajaba. And they said to each other that, Subhanallah, the recitation that we are hearing, this is a beautiful recitation. Quran and Ajaba, Yahdi ila rushdi fa'amanna bi. And all of them embraced Islam. Sare jinn musalman honge. It is also said that it is in the area of Masjid Jinn where Huzur alayhi salatu was salam told Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala an that I have a meeting with the jinns. I want you to stand in this spot. And Absalom made a, uh, a square for him, four lines in the ground, and told him to be in the middle of this, the lines that Huzur made. And he said to Abdullah ibn Mas'ud that the jinns cannot do anything to you. The jinns cannot do anything. And Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud had said that if that the lines were not there made uh, by Huzur alayhi salatu was salam there was a possibility that the jinns would have killed me Absalallahu alayhi wasallam made four lines for him like a square and he was in the middle subhanallah that is why a lot of the amirin when there is a jinn in the house or something and they want to trap him what they do is they, they have nails and they pray on the nails and they blow, blow on it and they put the nails on all the sides of the wall. And some of the Amilin say the barakat of this is that it depends who the Amil is. The barakat of it is that the jinns cannot trespass, cannot enter that chamber, that room. So the whole house is protected. So Masjid Ejin again is a masjid uh, one should visit. Going back to Masjid Ja'arana, 300 Anbiya alayhimu salatu salam have visited the area of Ja'arana. It is also said that in the area of Ja'arana, wasallam, he himself dug a well and sweet water came out from that well. And wasallam drank from that well and he also gave that water to the companions. Wallahu alam, I'm not quite sure if this well is still there, but certainly Masjid Jairana is still there. If you find the right guide, the right guide who is uh, who has been in the city of Makkah or Medina al Munawwara for a long period of time, and you get some muallims and shuyukh who are in the masjid, especially in Masjid Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and if you find the right person, they are full of knowledge and they will explain to you every part of Masjid al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and every part of Masjid al-Haram. It all depends who you talk to. So one masjid is Masjid Ja'arana, 18 miles away from the city of Mecca. Another very famous masjid is Masjid Tan'im. The Masjid Tan'im that stands today is 
one of the most beautiful masjids in Makkah al-Mukarramah. If you see the interior, if you can remember, it's like built-in lights in every corner of the masjid. It's a beautiful masjid. It is said that Sultan Mahmud Ghaznavi, Sultan Mahmud Ghaznavi, when he came for for Hajj or Umrah, he reconstructed Masjid Tanaim in his time. So Masjid Tanaim again, it is full of history, and the name that is given to the Masjid Tanaim is after a mountain that is located on the right hand side of the masjid on the right hand side of the masjid is a mountain which is known as Jabal Naim Jabal Naim and the word Naim in the Arabic language basically means a blessing a ni'mat and Tan'in in the Arabic language means that uh, that individual that is blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jisko kuch ni'mat mili ho ya hasil ho and that is why this masjid is known as Masjid Tanaim. It is said that when in the year 9 Hijri, Abdullah and he performed his Hajj, Hazrat Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala anha was with Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam. And due to some reasons, she had to delay her Hajj and she could not do the Tawaf of Kaaba. So Abdullah said to her, that it is better for you to go to Masjid Tanaim and put on your ihram and make niyat and go go from Masjid Tanaim to Makkah and do the tawaf of the Kaaba. Absalam said to her that go and travel with your brother Abdul Rahman bin Abu Bakr. Abdul Rahman bin Abi Bakr. Again the ulama say that one very important wasla should be understood here. Even a distance just from Makkah to Masjid Tanaim, Absalam did not allow a lady uh, to travel alone. Absalam said to her that she must travel with Hazrat Abdul Rahman, who was her brother, her mahram. So it is extremely important today, our mothers and sisters, uh, Alhamdulillah, they have this understanding that when they go for Hajj and Umrah, first of all, if they don't have a mahram, visa will not be granted. And the Saudi embassy, the Saudi authority is very strict with this. Alhamdulillah, which is good. But what our mothers and sisters have to understand generally, to travel alone without a mahram, if you're traveling over 48 miles, it is not jais. The lady has to travel with a mahram. That is the masla. Here, again, a great lesson. Absalam said to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala Absalallahu alayhi wasallam was also there and Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha then put on her ihram and she went back to Makkah al-Mukarramah and she did her tawaf Hazrat Suraka bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala Allah give him jazai khair he questioned Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam at that time he said Ya Rasulullah if the days of Hajj have passed are we allowed to perform Umrah or this Umrah that Hazrat Aisha performed was only for her and for your family members and for you only? Is it only exclusive for you? Absalallahu said no, it is hillat, it is jais for every ummah of mine. After the Hajj period straight away he can perform his Umrah. 
So a lot of masail are derived from this one question that was put forward to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Our ulama have always been accustomed to uh, making Umrah on the 27th of Ramadan. 27th of Ramadan. We have fixed Laylatul Qadr for the 27th. That is our problem, that we have fixed it. Quran is made khatam and we do all the crying on the 27th. And after 27, 28, 29 is chutti. Ramzan is all over. Once the Quran is completed, Ramzan is over. When he reads, when the Imam reads, Alam tara kaifa fa'ala rabbuka, mas khatam. This is not the right attitude. Subhanallah. Laylatul Qadr can also be on the 29th. Yes, according to some of the ulama, uh, it is on the 27th. But ulama have had this habit that they perform Umrah if they were in Makkatul Mukarramah on the 27th of Ramadan. Another thing to note is that, Alhamdulillah, I'm not talking. Uh, I'm not going to talk on this in the manner of making ziyarat la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah of this mal'oon whose name is Abu Lahab and his wife. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Tabbat yada Abi Lahabim wa tabbah ma aghna anhu maluhu wa ma kasab. Where is Abu Lahab? Abu Lahab ki kabar kaha hai? Abu Lahab is also on the road of Masjidi Tan'im. You understand Musa that is where he is. Right on that main road. If you can remember that when, if, you, if you're in a taxi and when you come to Masjid Tan'im, what you have to do is the road goes past Masjid Tan'im and round. So you come from one end and you go round the Masjid and go back. And right on the main road on the right hand side is the cover of this Mal'oon. He and his wife both are buried together. And one of the signs of the Kabr of Abu Lahab is that if you go there, always 24 hours, a heap of stones are always there. A, a mountain of stones. The Saudi government got tired, and now what they do is that they don't tell people that Abu Lahab is there. Because when, when they inform this, give information to, to the Muslims, out of anger, what they do is they go to the grave of Abu Lahab and they throw stones on him, throw stones on him. So even now, in fact, from the time of Tabi'een, this was the practice, like how they would pelt the shaitan, when they would come to Masjid Tan'een, they would stop on the side and take stones and pelt Abu Lahab. Now Abu Lahab is that man who would throw stones on Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam al-yazbil. When Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would go to the Sukh of Uqaz and he, say, and he would say to the people Qul la ilaha illallah, tuflihun Say la ilaha illallah and salvation will be given to you It was Abu Lahab and, and, and his partners that would aliyazu billah spit on the face of Hazrat Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and throw stones on Huzur Alaihi Salatu Wasallam Today Allah has disgraced him, humiliated him that even on his in the area where he is, there is a heap of stones there. This is Masjid Ja'arana and Masjid Tan'im, two very famous masjids of Makkatul Mukarramah. 
another two masjids are Masjid e Khaf and Masjid e Namira. Masjid e Khaf is uh, in Mina, and Masjid e Namira is in the part of uh, Arafat. Half of it is in Arafat, and half of it is outside Arafat. So when you enter Masjid e Namira, there is a clear board there saying in all the different languages that if you have crossed this boundary then your Hajj is invalidated, it will not count why? the Masjid is there to give the Hujjaj shade in the intense heat when they are standing in the plains of Arafat and a lot of the Hujjaj go there uh, but we have to be very very careful that they don't cross the boundary you have to be in the zone of Arafat and Masjid al-Khaf, again, a masjid full of virtue. It is really impossible for anyone in the period of Hajj to go and uh, get a place inside Masjid al-Khaf unless he's been there uh, well, well before, a few days before. Because where the, the camps are for, for all the, the Europa camps, those coming from England, it is quite far from Masjid e Khaf. Masjid e Khaf again has a lot of virtue. Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Imam Faqih Rahmatullah Alayhi has said that at least 75 prophets have visited Masjid e Khaf. 75. And from 75, one is Hazrat Musa Alayhi Salam. Hazrat Musa alayhi salam has also been in that masjid. So it is full of virtue. When you read the tarikh of Makkatul Mukarramah, there is mustaqil fazilat of Masjid al-Khaf, Masjid al-Namira, all the masajid that are there in the area of Mina and Arafat. It is also said that Huzur alayhi salatu was salam once said to the people that if I was to stay in Makkatul Mukarramah, then I would make sure that once in a week, and that is Yawm Sabt, Saturday, Wasallam said that I would always visit Masjid al-Khaf on a Saturday. So it is full of virtue, mashallah, when you make ziyarat, uh, it would be very nice, especially in the time of Hajj, because in the time of Hajj, the Masjid is open for everyone to go and perform uh, at least one namaz in Masjid al-Khaf and that will be a great blessing insha'Allah ta'ala uh, we end uh, our session of Dars hadith and the tarikh of Makkatul Mukarramah in explaining the tarikh of some of the masajid insha'Allah ta'ala if Allah wills we will continue with this after the month of Ramadan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Give us all the tawfiq to make amal on what has been said. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Durushif Allah. Allahumma salli ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammadin nabiyyil umi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima. Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tuba alayna innaka anta tawabu rahim. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyika abduka Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min shari ma sa'adaka minhu nabiyyika abduka Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balag. Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billah. Sami'ina wa ta'ala gufranat rabna wa ilayka al-maseer. Bi rahmatika ya. الرحمن الرحيم <تصفيق>